Storytellers AZ, a discussion group for people who make a living telling stories. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Storytellers Arizona podcast. My name is Chris Connery. Matt Fox. LaPan. Lenny Noel. And uh, today, the four of us, we're going to talk about what the work environment is and how we can uh, make that most conducive to our own personal level of creativity. Matt, what works for you when it's time to, to get down and start writing or to make something happen? What do you have to have to make it work for you? Well, to, I mean, to actually get the stuff out and produce is, you know, obviously a computer to start typing it out. It certainly but, doesn't hurt. Uh, depends on the thing. When I'm doing my morning pages, it's just the routine of starting off 750 words, let's go type that out, and 15 minutes later, I'm done with that. But when it comes to whether it's writing the blog post or sales letter or whatnot, it is the process of a clock. I have a little ritual that I go through as far as I do it and just some personal stuff that I do. And so you're pretty structured when you when you get down to, to writing. A little bit, yeah. Uh, from the psychological standpoint, as we were talking about earlier, um, you know, it's it's the Pavlovian thing. I get down, I'm in that creative mood. That's i got to put myself in there, and that's how I do it. I have that routine that I go through to get myself in the state and get going. So so I might be a little different than everyone else because I'm, I'm one of those people that um, I can work Fly damn near anywhere. I, I'm a, a wing-it kind of guy. Yeah. Um, now, I have found that I do tend to get more work done as the day gets longer. I am not a morning person. My real environmental trigger is time more than anything else. It, once the sun goes down, I'm a beast. Is but, that is that because you're running out of time and you got a deadline to get something done as opposed to just getting started in the morning? No, I, I do tend to work well on, on, on late deadlines as well. Um, but for me, I, I've always been a night person, so it's much more of a, I, I don't have my brain at full capacity till around three in the afternoon some days and, and never any earlier than 11 in the morning. And so yeah, I'm just the opposite. Uh, so get rolling in the morning. Yeah. I, I can't do it in the morning. It's get up a bowl of cereal and hopefully drive to work without hitting it. I have, you know, I've got to be up before everybody else is awake because the moment their brains start moving, mine, you know, it starts interfering with everything that's going on inside mine. You know, I find that I find that interesting because I myself have always been a, a night person as well. Um, for as long as I can remember, I can remember staying up late at night, and I've always been most productive during those hours. However, I think for the average person, including myself, I struggled with this for years uh, because we're culturally indoctrined to believe that we're supposed to be up early, right? And that uh, um, I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that. But I think we all have natural biorhythms. Although traditionally lifelong, I, I've, I've been a night person, and I've sometimes used that as a crutch. Um, and I've, but I've found that me personally, uh, by having, uh, you could use the Pomodoro technique, uh, mm -hmm. things like that, I have a very specific routine, 50-50, uh, 30, I, I do 50 minutes of work, 10 okay. minutes of disengagement. Um, but during, uh, you know, I found that if I stick to that, um, I, I can be productive really any time, uh, uh, maybe not as productive, you know, maybe I'm 90% uh, in the mornings, but I do write in the mornings, although I consider myself to be an, an evening person. I still write. I write my blog posts, uh, stuff like that in the mornings. Uh, if I'm doing sales letters, uh, I'll tend to do those later when I'm more clear, more, uh, re to me, I, I require more creativity when I'm thinking of headlines and subheads and bullets and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll tend to write those later in the day. I think most people believe that you have to get up early. Well, we're all taught from early age, early bird gets the worm and all the other, you know, BS that's around that. And, Correct. And that's not always the case for people. Well, no, especially no. not for creative people. I mean, you know. 
You rare. I, I've <laughs> yeah. never found a musician that got up early and started creating music. About the crack of noon. A painter who got up and painted first thing in the morning, unless they're getting paid to do a wall. Right. Um, and writers the same way. On the other hand, um, having worked with groups of writers, nothing good gets done after midnight. It sounds good, but right. much of it is a waste of time. Yeah, my, my sweet spot is literally from about 9 p.m. to midnight. Cause I, and for me, it's, it's almost entirely family-based. Like It's really because my, my home structure. That's I, when everybody I, goes to sleep. I get home from yeah. work. The two girls go down about 8, 830. And then, you know, either I'm sitting and watching TV with the wife or I'm, you know, laptop in my lap working or some combination thereof. So, you know, as they get older, you're going to run out of time. <sighs> no, I'm just going to move out. <laughs> you know, I'm curious uh, uh, in refer- reference to that. I, I found that, uh, you know, I have uh, copywriters that work for me. And many of them, you know, they, they like to be behind closed doors and seclusion while they're writing in their environments. Uh, I'm the type that I, I'm different. Uh, I actually... Do better if I'm in Starbucks, or I mean, I can be in the middle of chaos and yeah, I focus better. And I don't know why that is. So that, has anybody a, else had that experience? That, that's so. a good segue, actually, because I know there's lots of people that are, uh, including Tyler of our group here. He cannot work in an environment like Gangplank where there's a lot of stuff going on because it, he can't focus. And, and I'm just as much like you, Lenny. Yeah. Where the more chaos and the more stuff going on around me, the better off I am. Because what that means to me is, is I can you know focus in on what I've got to do, but then the minute I need a break to recharge. I got someone to talk to, man. I got people to talk to. I got something I can do. I can jump over and play a video game. I can go talk to somebody new, and I can jump back in. So that you know is an instant recharge for me. Yes. And, and LePen, you were shaking your head. Yeah. You said well, because thing. for me, even when I was a little kid, when I do my homework, I had the TV on, the radio on, and people arguing in the other room, and it actually allowed me to focus on what I was doing. Because if I'm trying to do something, I just hear someone whispering in the background. My mind's going to that. But if I got a lot of stuff, different things going on, you know, in a coffee house or wherever else. Um, here, when people are talking about other things, I can just, I shut it out mentally. You know, I concentrate. It helps me concentrate. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things that I, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to come into this group and I wanted to share in the podcast is because Gangplank, uh, the, you know, the, where we're at currently and the group, uh, when I walked in here and, and, and talking, speaking of environment, uh, the reason that I'm at Gangplank is really specific to environment. Uh, I had the luxury of working from home. Uh, well, I should say lack of working from home because I just didn't work. I chose not to, and I had a lot of projects that I wanted to do. Uh, but for whatever reason, I had so many anchors at my home that it just induced laziness. Mm-hmm. And coming into Gangplank, as I was sharing with the group earlier, uh, I've literally accomplished more because of environment. Now, the backstory is I hired a coach, a mentor. Uh, the first two things they told me to focus on is physiology, you know, movement, and then the second thing was environment. Mm-hmm. And so I had remembered coming to Gangplank a year ago. I came back down here, and in the last three weeks of being here, because of, in my opinion, strictly environmental change, the energy in this place, uh, just being around people that are energetic and so forth, I've been more productive than I have probably in 10 years, and I know I've accomplished more than I have the previous six months on a personal level. So, you know, that's a, well, I was going to say, that's a good I guess, learning experience for a lot of people, too, is that the fact that, you know, you recognize something. I mean, well, I shouldn't say you recognize it in hindsight yeah, that yeah. that was a problem, that you weren't yes. in that spot. And that's a that's a challenge that a lot of people go through is that they get stuck in a spot and they don't realize all these emotional things or whatever it is that's dragging them down from from getting to where it is. And they need to they need to step out of that and move. And yours was just coming well, here very- and being able to work here. There's very definite anchors, um, you know, and, and you, you spoke of those earlier. Yeah. You know, what do you mean right. by anchor? The Pavlovian well, response, you know, you get environmental 
anchors. Do- Dobo rings for the FedEx guy. TV show comes exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> Wap- Wapner's at three o'clock. I mean, there you go. Your wife, you know, yeah, your wife walks in the door. You get all miserable. And and, well, an, an example is an example. I always uh, I share with friends is I mean it's true though. I mean you 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 can be thinking happy, loving thoughts about your significant other, but if you have a pattern of fighting. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you can think the best thoughts in the world and be thinking about how you're going to be an amazing, great father and, and, and husband, but walk in the door and instantly become angry. That's what an anchor is. And it's, it could sure. be just a certain way they look at you. And that's the same thing with our environment and our writing environments. You have to pay attention because I was, I was sharing also earlier. We all build- for me, I had to move out my television on my couch because I used to lay in there and watch TV at night. And that became... That the normal thing that, for me that, that environment become. So one part of environment that we haven't talked about, we've talked kind of about physical environment, but what about your mental environment? Um, and, and when I say mental environment, I mean things like, uh, I mean, we, we can go down to the, the old old standard of, you know, right drunk, at it sober. Uh, you know, <laughs> does beer help? Yeah. Or are there alcoholic adult beverages? You know, do you have to eat on a full stomach or do you have to, or do you have to write on a full stomach? <laughs> no, on I stomach? eat you're on doing, a full stomach. You're and, doing uh, it wrong. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you have to be hungry? Like, I know people that literally cannot write after a big meal. Like, they have to stop. They get into food coma, and they, they lose all their juice. Right. Could be. Uh, and other people that... Brain, you know, I mean, the blood flow does change sure. from yeah, the brain to the, the blood sugar stomach. Up and down or, or whatever works for it you. Depends what you eat, of course. I mean, if you have a you know a little bit of sushi or something, that's one thing. But if you have a turkey dinner and try to go back to work, it's all you're done. done. <laughs> but um, let me say this. When people are hungry, nothing gets done. When people are starving, nobody that's wants to Maslow. be there. You run into Maslow. Your, your stomach's telling you you need food. Go get it. Or order it in and yeah. keep working. Matt, what do you think no. about that? What works for you? Not the drinking, that's for sure. No? Um, I guess from a conversational standpoint, it becomes a lot more fun. Social lubricant. Uh, that's for sure. And and especially when you're with people that are discussing similar topics that you want to, you know, these creative type things that we need to get into, and, and that definitely does help. But from a writing standpoint, I don't think that that necessarily makes a difference to me. I'm... I get in a giddy mood and I can just start rambling on something. I'm a firm believer in the Bomber Curve, which is a, a reference to XKCD, the webcomic. There's mm-hmm. a, a very finite peak of blood alcohol content where your productivity is absolutely skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. And a slight notch, a slight, slight bit too far, and you're useless. Yeah. And a slight bit not enough, and you're not quite there. That's the problem. And, and I got a question. That's, 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 that, that could be why. I, I, I actually like, do. I actually kind of know exactly where I need to be. <laughs> you know um, exactly. I need two beers. Okay. On a right. moderate dinner. I got it. And and I hit my zone. I did it this way. I did last, and I had beautiful pot roast. My wife's an excellent cook. That's why I'm so fat. Um, fat and I'm lazy. Uh, beautiful pot roast. <laughs> couple of beers, and I cranked out two blog posts. I cranked out a proposal. Um, and I got some tweaks done on my website, and like I said, I was just in the zone for a solid two and a half, three hours, hit right on the ball. And that curve. works every time. Every time, two beers. Now, two beers cannot be replaced by two shots or anything else. It's two beers, and that's it. Children, do not drink alcohol. Yes, drink responsibly. Correct. Do not drink and drive. <laughs> what, about, what other environment is? Uh, we talked a little bit about noise. You talked a little about kind of space. Um, you know, is there anything else? Like, do you have a favorite pair of shoes or a hat? I mean. I mean, I, I know people that literally are right down to, I have to sit in this chair facing this direction. Like, they're almost OCD about it. And it doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm not OCD on it at all. So uh, Me neither. I've been exposed to a lot of great copywriters. And, mm-hmm. and being exposed to them, I, I've met a number of them that have types of clothing that they wear. Now, I myself have not done that. Uh, however, you know, there, there, there's many that I've met, uh, one of them being John Carlton. Many of you may not have heard of him, but I recommend uh, you look at his writing. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wears a certain hat and has his entire life. Uh, 
and I've heard of you know fiction, uh, nonfiction writers. Many of them do the same types sure. of things. So so obviously it works, and again it acts as a physical anchor. My, my yeah. roommate in college is a true story, and he's a, a great guy from Long Island. Literally had this ugly ass bathrobe, and this thing was just <laughs> this thing had to be older than us. Like it just beat the hell up, and he put on a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt, throw on his ugly ass bathrobe, and he had a baseball bat. We were both baseball guys. Kept kept a wooden baseball bat. And he'd kind of sit there and he'd just twirl it in his chair, <laughs> and, and that would be how he'd get in the zone. Is he'd, he'd sure. write all of his papers. He was an economics and math major in college. He'd write all of his papers wearing that ugly ass bathrobe and twirling a baseball bat in his hands, and then he'd get in the zone, put the bat down, and brrr, crank it out. Yeah, well, ritual works. Yeah, yeah. ritual definitely works. I just don't have any right now. I say that's what it is. It's a ritual. It's just like a sports yeah. player getting, you know, doing whatever it is that they do before they get out and play the game. It's it's a ritual. Uh, you got to get into that creative state, and whatever it is that gets you there, gets you there. And I do find when I get into a state where I'm not getting creative on a regular basis, I will then create a ritual to get back into it. That's actually not uncommon. I mean, going back to what Matt said, I mean, I know sports guys do the same thing. You get in a slump at the plate, change up whatever your your you know warm up routine is, and getting into the blocks, and all of a sudden you get hot, and you're going to stick to that routine until you don't don't hit anymore. It's, and it's all in your head. There's no real power to it. It's all psychosomatic. But I mean, it, it does it does work for some people. Well, but it's uh, you're at least taking an action to change things, right? Where, as opposed to staying where you are. So it's it's not just psychosomatic; it's just actually making a change and doing something. Probably one last topic here, then we'll switch it off. And this is probably this is related directly to environment. Is what about when you go on vacation? You know, and by vacation, I mean if you're going on a business trip or something else. Do you continue to try to do your routine? You know, if you're a, a daily blog post writer type of guy or anything else, do you? And then how do you find that affects your writing? Like. Uh, I spent three weeks of the last of July and August on the road, which was hell. You know, three out of five weeks, literally in other places, and you know it was great for my frequent flyer miles. But I had a real hard time putting together show notes for my podcast and blog posts. Um, how, how does that affect you guys when you're traveling? So you're talking about traveling while working. That's not vacation. Wow. <laughs> what, what's a vacation? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. See, for well, me, when I would go on vacation, that's it. Just I'm going on a holiday, and that's all I'm doing. Right. So well, more more of a travel for work thing. Though. I personally wouldn't separate. Uh, you know, you mentioned the the, the word ritual earlier. Um, I'm a belief that we all follow rituals, um, regardless of whether they're unconscious or not. I think that uh, everybody has a ritual, whether they're poor, good, great, or excellent. I mean, we all mm-hmm. follow rituals, and I think that that's the reason most people are not able to continue to be productive on the road is because they have a ritual, whether mm-hmm. they realize it or not. Uh, at work, and when they get into, again, a different environment on the road, they no longer have those anchors. They no longer have that, that ritual of the familiar environment. And so it's easy to go off path. And so I think that you have to enforce self-discipline upon yourself when you go on the road. That's At least that's what I have to do. I have one ritual for certain in the morning that I always do. That so involves, let's close out by everyone uh, going around and give us, give us one ritual then that you do. What's your morning ritual? Then? Yeah, just don't uh, include the one in the bathroom, right? <laughs> right. My morning ritual, uh, I have, you know, it, it's, it's been, you know, like I said, for the last 60 days, every day, wake up, I, I use a neti pot, <laughs> uh, clean out my... That's an amazing my, uh, thing. Yeah, yeah I use a neti pot to clean out my, uh, my, my nasal passages. Right. Helps with allergies. I go out, I do 10, 12 minutes of sprints. I, get, I, I keep moving. I come back. I eat a healthy breakfast. I do a Goscue uh, stretching, which is kind of like a cross between it's hard stretching and yoga mm-hmm. is the way to explain it. Uh, for I used to laugh at that type of stuff. Now that I'm older, it's uh, I wouldn't do without it. Uh, now, that it feels, now that it feels good when you're done, yeah. Oh wow! And now I go up, ten years ago. And now now I go up, and then I go upstairs and I write for an hour. 
Um, Perfect. And, you know, that, that's my morning ritual. Well, what's, 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 what's important is he not only does the ritual, but he's willing to say it on the podcast. Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 so, yes. so what's yours, LePan? My ritual is uh, get up, cup of coffee, take an hour of intake. An hour minimum of reading internet, watching a little TV, just to get my mind going. Cool. So getting reset that way? Uh, wake up, shower, I feed the cats, and then uh, make my breakfast. I have oatmeal, a couple of eggs. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Tyler one time. And uh, sit down, eat, and then hit my morning pages. So, 750 words. So, so my ritual is a little different. It's a little more specific. So when I go to write a blog post, I, I generally have an idea. And I have a list of, of ideas in my, my to-do list manager right now. Uh, and I will start with that idea, and I'll write the title for the blog post. And then I won't write a damn word. I will go to flickr.com slash search. I will find, find the, the creative Commons image picture that I want. I like it. And I will spend 20 to 40 minutes finding the right picture. But once I have that picture. Three minutes to write. Three minutes later, the blog post is there. I've got 300 words on page, and away we go. So that, that's the only ritual I have I is, is imagery first because I know what it is in my head. I can see it up here. Yeah. Right? I can see it. I know what I'm going for. So I wrote one uh, last night about uh, sharks versus remoras, which fish is smarter. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I had this image in my head, and I found the perfect picture. And it's a shark and a remora floating right underneath it. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And so I took the picture, and then I literally wrote the blog post in five minutes. Um, but I spent 20 minutes finding that goddamn picture. What about the beer? The beer was beforehand. The be- oh, okay. The, the be- beer comes prior to those things. First thing in the morning now. Okay. Be- be- beer, much much like Matt said, it's social lubrication. Mine's writing lubrication. I get a couple of beers in it. me, get to, the, get to the Balmer Peak, and away we go. So it takes him 20 minutes. He's about to sober up. Yeah, he's got the blog post done. Exactly. He's good. So how many beers or blog posts do you do a day? Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a two beer and one blog post a day kind of guy. Sometimes I write three or four blog posts. Depends on how, how good I'm feeling. Okay. <laughs> so, so cool. We'll wrap it up here. So, uh, thank you, Matt, LePan, and, and Lenny for joining me here on the, uh, Storytellers podcast. This is Chris Connery recording from Gangplank Studios, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Storytellers AZ. We'll see you next time. <laughs>